The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. And in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep. And he was overcome by sleep. And as Paul continues speaking, he fell down from the third story and he was taken up dead. When Eutychus fell from that window from the third, the third story, they picked him up and he was dead. And Paul went down and fell on him, embracing him. Now Paul is doing exactly what Elijah did. When the widow of Zarephath's son had died, Elijah stretched his body over the son and he raised them up from the dead. Paul is doing the same thing Elijah did. When the Shudamite son died, Elijah stretched his body over the son and God raised that young man from the dead. So Paul went down, he fell on him, embracing him and said, do not trouble yourselves for his life is in him. Now when he had come up, he had broken bread and eaten. He had broken bread. In other words, he had celebrated the Lord's Supper. And he had eaten. This word eaten simply means he tasted the food. And that was the food in the love feast. So he had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till the, until daybreak, and he departed. And they brought the young man in alive, and they were not a little comforted. They were much comforted that this young man had lived and not stayed dead. This morning I want to talk about Eutychus. Eutychus. Now here Paul is actually in a service to celebrate the Lord's Supper. And there was this expression that the early church used. And this expression was the breaking of bread, which stood for they were having the Lord's Supper. In Acts chapter 2, for example, on the day of Pentecost, Peter preached a powerful message. And in verse 41 of Acts chapter 2, verse 41, the Bible says that, and many who gladly heard his word, they received this word and they were baptized. And on that same day, 3,000 souls were added to the church. Verse 242 says, And they continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread. In other words, celebrating the Lord's Supper and in prayers. Then Paul also spoke to the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16, where he says, This cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? And this bread which we break, is it not the communion 
of the, the body of Christ. So here in our text, Paul is preaching at a breaking of bread service in Troas. Troas was a city in Greece. And Eutychus, a young man, sat. He sat in a third floor window, fell asleep, and he fell down from where he was sitting. And when they picked him up, he was dead. Now here's the irony with this story. Eutychus, whose name means fortunate, he had the misfortune of falling out of a window. But he also had the fortune of experiencing a miracle afterwards. Can you say amen? amen. There are four lessons I want to share with you from Eutychus. Now, you might say, is there anything to learn from Eutychus? He didn't do anything, you know, really to write home about. Eutychus didn't do anything that was inspiring. Eutychus didn't do anything that was special. But you can learn anything from anybody. If you will humble yourself and not be so high-minded and lift it up, you can learn anything from anybody even from Eutychus falling out of the window. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now, there's four lessons that I've gathered in, in my studies of Eutychus here that I want to share with you. And maybe there's another lesson here that I didn't see. But I'll share with you the lessons that I saw. And the first lesson is, don't carelessly sit in the wrong place. Hear what I'm saying? Don't carelessly sit in the wrong place. When we come together to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we have to be careful about our disposition. We cannot have a disposition where we're sitting with indifference, where we're sitting with apathy, where we're sitting with our body in one place, but our mind is somewhere else. Somebody ought to say something. Where are you sitting today? How are you sitting? Are you carelessly sitting in the wrong place? Eutychus sat in the wrong place. He sat in a window. Now Psalms number one tells us, verse one, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Who are the scornful? The scornful are those that make a mockery of things. Eutychus made a mockery, of, listen to me, beloved. Eutychus made a mockery of God. He made a mockery of God's word. He made a mockery of the Lord's Supper service, the breaking of bread service. He sat in a window and fell asleep. He remembered the things of God. You got to be careful about where you sit. Where you sit has to do with your attitude. You know, your, 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 your spiritual and emotional disposition. 
So many times when we come together for the Lord's Supper, it's routine. It, 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 it's something that's so common. But look what happened to Eutychus. He fell asleep. Listen to me now. One of the second lessons I saw in this passage was this. Don't allow circumstances to sink you into a deep sleep. Huh? We read in our text that where the believers had gathered together, they had gathered together in an upper room. It was on the third floor, and we don't know if it's the temple or building, but we only know that it was in the city of Troas. But there were circumstances surrounding Eutychus falling asleep. We read that in this place, there were many lamps where the people had gathered. These lamps were lampstands with burning candles. If there were many lamps in this place where the people have gathered and candles are burning, what do you have? You have fire. You have, you have heat. You, you perhaps you have smoke. You have stuffiness. It's warm in that place. Those are all circumstances. Every one of us are dealing with circumstances. But we can't allow our circumstances to sink us into a deep sleep. Will we forget about the things of God? Will we tune out the things of God? And we just spiritually just drift away in our sleep. You've heard of, like, you've heard of dead men walking, but this is a case where believers who's supposed to be alive and not dead are walking around dead rather than alive. Like Paul told the Romans in Romans chapter 13, the 11th verse, Paul says, knowing the time, now it is high time. It is high time to awake out of sleep. He said this to believers. How's it that the people of God can fall asleep? Well, Eutychus physically fell asleep, and he fell out of a window. Paul says, you got to know the time you're in. And he says, now is the time. It is high time for us to wake out of our sleep. Why? For now our salvation is nearer than it was ever before. Every awakened day, you're getting that much closer to your day of redemption. Hmm? Paul says that the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. When we come together for the Lord's Supper, we ought to be walking in the light and not in the darkness. Eutychus allowed himself to drift off into darkness because of circumstances. Everybody go through something. Maybe there's a little heat in your life, too much smoke in your life. Maybe things are just a little too stuffy, and it's getting hot in the kitchen. But you don't allow circumstances to sink you into a deep sleep. 
Paul said it is time, and it's high time, in fact, to wake out of your sleep. We got to stop living our lives like that. Like we're asleep at the wheel. God is real. And when we come together to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we need to come together understanding that this is the time where we better allow the armor of light to shine and cast off the works of darkness. Can you say amen? amen. The other lessons I saw here with Eutychus is that we have to observe the Lord's Supper thoughtfully and reverently to proclaim his death. How are you going to proclaim his death if you sleep? Paul said to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, he says, for as often, listen to me, beloved, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we do show the Lord's death till he come. In other words, we proclaim the Lord's death until he come. What does it mean to proclaim the Lord's death till he come? We are declaring to the world that Jesus is Lord. We are retelling the message that Jesus died for us. He was buried for us and he rose the third day according to scripture for us. How are you proclaiming his death till he comes if you sleep? How are you doing that? In that same chapter, 1 Corinthians 11, Paul went on to tell the Corinthians, he that eat this bread and drink this cup unworthily, he eats and drink damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Eutychus was right there. In the Lord's Supper's worship service, and instead of discerning the Lord's body, he fell asleep. Eutychus is going to bring damnation to himself. But thank God for the mercy of God. I'll get to that. Huh? Paul says if you eat this bread and you drink this cup unworthily, you bring damnation to yourself not discerning the Lord's body. How are you going to discern anything if you sleep? Physically or spiritually? Paul says, for this very cause, many are weak and sick among you. And he says, some sleep. Eutychus slept. Until Paul raised him up, he was asleep in death. That's what Paul told the Corinthians. He says one of the reasons there's so much weakness among believers, so much sickness among believers. Don't get quiet on me now. We got to stop playing. You will never be healed and delivered until you acknowledge that you're sick. Then you appropriate faith against that sickness. Huh? You can't go walk around play acting and pretending. You got to say what you have. And how are you going to get rid of what you have if you haven't acknowledged what you have? If you got cancer, don't be afraid to say that. Say it. Then make up your mind that by his stripes you're healed of cancer. I'm standing against cancer. Too many of us are weak and sickly. Too many of us have died before our time. And Paul says one of the reasons is 
you brought damnation to yourself. The same way Eutychus did. But thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his mercy because this is the fourth lesson I learned from Eutychus. God values your life. Let me say it again. God values your life even when you devalue God, his word, and even his church. God still devalues your life. Eutychus allowed himself to sink into a deep sleep, fell out the window from three stories up. And he fell and he, he was dead. He was dead. But what did Paul do? Paul stopped preaching, went down. And in the tradition of Elijah and Elisha, Paul stretched his body over the young man and embraced him. And he says, don't worry, his life is still in him. God raised him from the dead. So don't think he wasn't dead because the Bible says when they picked him up, he was dead. And that's when Paul came down when they said he was dead. Paul came down, stretched his body over the young man. And by the way, Eutychus was between the age of 10 and 14 years of age. Paul stretched his body over the young man and he embraced him. And he says, don't worry, his life is still in him. And I like that because that was the working of miracles. And we need to understand, we need to allow God to work any way God wants to work. There isn't a certain formula, a certain way to, a way to approach anything. You just be led by the Spirit. Come on now. You don't have to do what you saw somebody else do. You don't have to even say what you heard somebody else say. Just be obedient to the Spirit of God. And all God told Paul to do was go downstairs and lie on top of him. And his life came back into him. So the fourth lesson I learned about Eutychus, even when we devalue the things of God, even when we, dis we, we disrespect God, to fall asleep during communion and the breaking of a bread service, that's a disrespect. That's disrespect toward God. We're celebrating the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And to fall asleep is to disrespect God. But God values our lives. Even when we devalue God, the things of God, even when we devalue the actual breaking of bread service. Psalms 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 4 says, Who redeems our life from destruction? Who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies? This is what God did for Eutychus. Even though Eutychus disrespected the things of God, fell out of a window, fell dead three stories down. God still valued Eutychus' life. He redeemed Eutychus' life from destruction. Then he crowned Eutychus with loving kindness and tender mercies. That's the God we serve, beloved. Glory to God. Even though you haven't got it right, even though you've done wrong, God's going to be right towards you according to his mercy and his grace. Glory to God. 
So Eutychus, he had the right name, fortunate. Even though he had the misfortune of falling out of a window and dying, he experienced the fortune of being raised from the dead. A tremendous miracle from God. And beloved, this all happened in a communion service. It's all happened. And God has this in the book for a reason. There's something for admonition and learning when we study Eutychus. Now check this out in closing. When Paul raised Eutychus from the dead, he says, do not trouble yourselves for his life is in him. What did Paul do? He went back upstairs. Huh? Back upstairs to the breaking of bread service. And the Bible says in verse 11 here, when he had come up, he had broken bread. That's communion. That's the Lord's Supper. And eaten. And this word eaten again, it means he tasted the food. The, what kind of food? The food at the love feast. That was the tradition in the early church. When the believers came together for the Lord's Supper, they also had what they call a love feast. You know, saints like to eat. Christian folk love to eat. Huh? And, and, and you wonder where you got that from. Well, you got it from the original Christians. That's what they did. They loved to eat. So Paul ate. And then he talked a long while. He probably was answering questions. Questions was to ask. He was giving answers. He talked a long while. Even till daybreak. And then he departed. And yet some people say, well, that's too long. How's it that we know better than God? Now, one of the things I like to do, I'm trying to quit, but one of the things I like to do, I like for us to get back to having communion available every Sunday. Just like in the early church. Huh? Now, we used to do that years ago, and we cut it out. I won't go into all the reasons. But we got enough deacons and deaconess, particularly with the ones being ordained on the third Sunday of September, we should be able, just by scheduling a few of them, to provide communion to everybody that wants communion when they come in here on Sunday morning. Huh? Now, I don't, I, I don't know what the love feast thing now. You see, God's going to have to help us with that during this pandemic. No love feast. But we can do the communion. Huh? That's why the church came together. On the first day of the week, the church came together specifically to break bread. For the breaking of bread. And to hear the word preach. Glory to God. But when the word preach... Be careful that you're not sitting in the wrong place. When the word is preached, don't allow your circumstances to cause you to sink in a deep sleep. When the word is preached, always thoughtfully and reverently proclaim the Lord's death, his burial, and his resurrection. And just know this, beloved. I don't care what you're going through, what you face. God values your life. And if you know that God values your life, why aren't you valuing your life? God values your life so much 
that he will redeem you from destruction. And he'll crown you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Will you bow your heads? Father, thank you in Jesus' name for this opportunity to break bread, to celebrate the Lord's Supper and Holy Communion. Father, we, we bless the bread and we give thanks unto you for it. And we bless the wine would represent your blood. And Lord, we are thankful that Jesus died for us. He was buried and he rose again the third day. Now, everybody get your communion supplies in your hands right now. Everybody, and those of you watching this by live stream, get your communion supplies in your hand. And if you don't have communion supplies, then you're like you because you fell asleep. Because we made supplies available to every one of you. All you have to do is come up here and get them. Don't be like Eutychus and fall asleep. Don't sink into a deep sleep. But get your, com your communion supplies in your hand right now. Now all you who earnestly and truly repent of your sins. And you're walking in love and charity with your neighbor. And you're living your life in God's holy way that I invite you to join us in, in taking this sacrament to your own comfort. And as you take this sacrament, confess, humble yourselves and confess your sins, your faults, your shortcomings to Almighty God because he's a forgiving God by meekly kneeling in your heart the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was offered for us on Calvary's cross, Let us take this bread that represents his body and let's eat this bread and be thankful that Jesus died for us to preserve our soul and our body into everlasting life. Let us eat and be thankful. On the same night when Jesus was betrayed, he had taken bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples. Then he gave them the cup. And as he passed the cup to his disciples, he said, drink all of this. The blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary's cross for us, let us drink this in remembrance that Jesus died for us, and let us be thankful, the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, this is proclaiming his death until he comes. We're declaring that Jesus is Lord. We're not ashamed to retell the message that he died for us and he was buried and rose the third day for us. He sent it back to heaven at the right hand of the Father. We're not ashamed of that message. We're not ashamed to let the world know that we celebrate the Lord's Supper because we're in covenant with God through his son, Jesus Christ. We're in covenant with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship. 
where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.